Hello, and welcome to Climbing the Castle, the definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And we're going to be your hosts for this lovely evening. Um, welcome to our first episode. This is the official first episode. Last, last week we had a little introduction, and now we're here with our first movie. Couple things. So Dom, yeah. What, what did you say your favorite movie was again? My favorite. No, white. Perfect choice, because that happens to be the one we're talking about today. <laughs> well, you know, it, my score might say otherwise, but let's <laughs> we'll save that for when we're getting into that. All right, but. and everyone, just a little heads up. Uh, we're going to be trying to keep this show as this podcast as PG as possible. So. But uh, there will be some times where we have to talk about the hidden adult jokes in movies. Like, we are going to probably talk about some today in this movie. And also, spoiler warning. Yeah. Uh, if you have not seen the movie that we're going to discuss, and if you want to see it beforehand, go watch it now and then come back. Because we will be discussing important plot points and endings and issues, all kinds of spoilers throughout this episode for every episode that we do. So if if you want to have the movie ruined, then keep listening. But if you plan on watching it, go do it now. And we'll be here when you come back. Once upon a time, there lived a lovely little princess named Snow White. Her vain and wicked stepmother, the queen, feared that someday Snow White's beauty would surpass her own. So she dressed the little princess in rags and forced her to work as a scullery maid. Each day, the vain queen consulted her magic mirror. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? And as long as the mirror answered, you are the fairest one of all. Snow White was safe from the queen's cruel jealousy. This is how the movie starts off. Opening up of a storybook. Playing an overture of uh, all the music. And reading the first part of the story, which, of course, Snow White is based off the story from Brothers Grimm, which has a much darker story than the actual movie. And um, so basically, it's just a Germanic folk tale where there uh, is this princess, Snow White, who gets chased out by her evil stepmother, the queen, who wants her killed. She runs off and finds a small little cabin in the woods with help from her animal friends. And uh, that's where she meets the seven dwarfs. And uh, I do have some fun facts about this movie, of course. There always needs to be fun facts. Always. Uh, Starting off with uh, one that I thought was the coolest thing what since Walt Disney was the one creating. Uh, we're from ohmy.disney.com. And uh, one of them was to share his vision of the film with the animators, Walt Disney acted out all of the roles as he told them the story. All of them? Yeah, all of them. And it, it's like, you really need that kind of dedication to create a great movie. And that is quite a bit going on there. <laughs> Only someone with like Walt Disney would probably do that, though. <laughs> it is true dedication. 
And then uh, also, before it was completed, 750 artists drew more than 2 million sketches for the movie. That's a lot of sketches. Uh, the movie ultimately contained more than 250,000 separate pictures. So the visuals, which is one of the categories we'll be talking about later. Uh, it's almost like it's a storybook. Like you open it up, there's the artwork right there. Mm -hmm. Then um, another great one. During production, Walt Disney kept live animals on the studio lot as live reference for the animators. There were like deers and bunnies and squirrels just running around the studio lot. It must have been a lot of fun for people working there. Just go out, hang out with the animals all day when you're working. Oh, yeah. On break, you could just sit <laughs> out there, eat with the animals. That's like a dream come true for me. Who <laughs> doesn't want their job to have like live animals with them all day? And then I think the last fun fact I got for y'all. Mm -hmm. The voice for both the queen and the witch, Lucia Laverne, yeah. achieved the witch's rough sound by removing her false teeth before removing her lot or before reading her lines. So that's all she did to make a difference. She just take her te took her teeth out? She took her teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it, one way it, to get the job done. <laughs> it's not a way I've heard voice actors trying it before, but it's definitely unique. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's simple things that let you achieve what you're looking for. I mean... <laughs> all right, and uh, I think now we should be talking about uh, our first thoughts on the movie. Yeah. Um, well, uh, going into this movie, let's see. I haven't seen this movie ooh, since, I think probably since I've been a child was the last time I actually saw this movie. Yeah, it was about maybe this, seven when this, I last saw this movie for. <laughs> this was like a movie that never really stuck with me, I guess, like from the Disney movies. Like there's a lot of Disney movies that like you'd watch over and over and over or like you you love or you hate. And like, I just, I don't know, nothing ever really, like, I never, I never hated the movie. I didn't like love it either though. So like, I just never really went back to it at all. And yeah, I personally thought I was not going to enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, our thoughts on the movie throughout this whole experience has changed so much. Like my first viewing of the movie, I thought it was great and Charlie hated it originally. Oh yeah. I, I. I was like, I'm not a fan of this. This is going to be way too boring for me. <laughs> and now I think, personally, it is a masterpiece. While Dom, we were talking about this beforehand, he was like, this movie sucks more than I remembered. <laughs> this this final view, because we just watched it again right before we record this episode to get to more final thoughts and like... Have it fresh on our minds. Oh yeah, have it fresh. Much. And I'm like, it really dragged this time. And I'm like, oh, this is rough. <laughs> but it's it's changed so much, right? Like there's still so many things about it that are that are great. Oh yeah, but, yeah. And... We had a we personally had a hard time like really reviewing and scoring and this movie. What makes it even harder is that this is the first movie. So we have nothing to base our like no no way baseline for our scoring, no way to compare it to nothing. So we just have to come up with what we think is going to be fair to this and other films as well. 
Plus thinking, this movie came out in 1937. So we had to think about, you know, what they had to actually work with at the time. That also played a huge part in our, in our scoring. Uh, well, at least in mine. So let's get into the, the first bit of scoring. Uh, we're going to be talking about story here first. Uh, remember, points are based out of 100. Highest, 100 being the highest score, 0 being the lowest. Um, I gave this a very, very mediocre 53 for story. And uh, I gave it a 67. That's uh, a very vast difference in scores. <laughs> huge difference between between what we we thought here. But I mean, we're we're never going to I don't think we uh, it's going to be tough for us to find something that we agree upon. But it might happen uh, here yeah. eventually, but there's going to be lots of differences. Um let's let's just go into what I thought about the story and my issues were. Well, issues, grievances, what I liked about it. Uh, my, my main issue, I just felt like there wasn't very much of a story there to begin with. I mean, like, half of the movie, I feel, just is filler for the actual story. Like, you have Snow White, she originally is outside of her house, singing, minding her own business, and then the prince just kind of creeps up on her. And like, peeps in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to agree with you on that part. It, the prince is kind of a creep in this movie. Well, I mean, Snow White sings about how much she she wants her true love to come, and then he just randomly shows up at her castle. And... Yeah, and joins in on her singing, which is one of my pet peeves. If I'm singing, and someone tries to join in, I am mad. Yeah, I mean. He he was a bit what, just stepping on her toes there while she was having her song. I mean, he did have some bars with his song though, but like that's besides the fact. But um, he did uh, yeah. She sings about wanting true love to come. He shows up randomly and just like creeps her out. Hello, I'm true love. It's just like Comic Con. <laughs> Hello, I am also nerd. And the girl's like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I but... have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Uh, the the queen, the evil queen sends like her to be killed. And then she gets off in the forest with her animal friends. I just felt like this whole like middle section of the movie just dragged on for me. Because, like, we have... Snow White meeting the dwarves. Well, the dwarves didn't meet, didn't even meet Snow White for another half hour. Or so, because we see them working, we see them singing. Then they show up back at a house, and they're like, "Oh, someone's here. Let's take a long, long time to find out who's here." And they did take a little bit of a while to uh finally go. Hey, we should check. You know, the one room that's not visual. As soon as we walk into the door. It is two rooms in their entire house, and they, they cannot <laughs> find Snow White for quite a while. So. <laughs> but, so yeah, this all happens. It takes a very long time for them to find Snow White to begin with. Then when they find her, it's more 
songs that have nothing to do with what's in, what's going on at the point. I just feel like they just got so sidetracked by the the actual story that they they neglected to to focus on the main story. Like we have the evil queen sending her away, then it just goes into this whole bit with the dwarves. I mean, it is it is the story, yes. But it has nothing to do with the main plot of the movie. We don't see the evil queen again until like the last few minutes of the movie. Yeah, but I mean, you're saying that, you know, the entire middle part is just filler, which I could agree a little bit, but it was kind of, especially when the dwarfs were doing the silly song where they were all playing in a band. That that was another, well, that was right after the queen showed up again. We, we had all the dwarf stuff for, for so mm-hmm. long. Then it finally gets back to the queen. The queen does like she makes her whole evil apple, and we only see it for another like two minutes there, and then it goes right back to the dwarves swing, uh, making an entire band. And which, by the way, rock band Disney edition. I mean, I'd be here to get on that. I'd, I'd <laughs> sign up for that. <laughs> but but a lot of that filler is to kind of give I feel like personality. But, to these dwarves. Yeah, and I, I can agree with Besides that. That's, other than what they named them. That That's why a lot of my points for story, I kind of trickled into character my character score as well. Because I feel like more of the story was spent developing the characters than it was developing the actual story. That's true, and they actually cut a big part of the actual story out where the queen tried to kill Snow White, not once, but three times. Three times. And then the queen was supposed to die a whole other way besides falling off that cliff. That was also another issue I had with the story. Uh, the doors and, did nothing there. Like, Oh, yeah, they chased her. <laughs> they and chased then, her up the cliff, oh, no. and then they get, the lightning cliff gets hit by lightning, and she falls. Like, That's <laughs> very anticlimactic way there. In the Brothers Grimm story. Yes. It's actually that the queen attends, again, spoiler warning, attends Snow White's and the prince's wedding, and she is forced to wear, dance on hot coals until she collapses dead. Oh, fun. That sounds like a wonderful way. Which is a much more exciting death, but probably <laughs> too gruesome for a family movie. That's very <laughs> true. But, I mean, Yes, you can't show that in this movie. But they could have done something else besides just having a rocket hit by lightning and then she falls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, great, the dwarfs are going to kill her. Nope, nature does. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then another thing about the prince. Yes. He just goes into the forest because he heard there was a... The tail. Dead, there was yeah. a dead woman. And yeah. then he goes up sees that it's Snow White and kisses her. Yeah, I mean, that was quite creepy. You just go up to a random dead body and kiss it. Like, what? Why? Also, I mean, continuing the story of their her true love, like, she didn't even like him the first time that she, like, he showed up. She just ran away from him. Well, okay, she ran and then she went, oh, he's singing to me. 
I mean, oh, it's so romantic. I'm in love I, with him. I, Trust me, I've tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she did. They did kind of like throw that story together really fast. The, the prince himself is only in the movie for five minutes. So, like, we don't get any time to, to learn about him. We don't know anything about him besides he's a creep from what we can kind get of out of creep. it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, uh, but also uh, the whole issue, yeah, the story was a bit squished together. Yeah, I mean, you have an hour, an hour and a half. They probably only had a certain amount of time. Yeah, they only had that hour and a half to tell the full story. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's probably why they had to cut some things out and add in something quick and fun like the silly song. Uh, I just felt like they spent their resources in a bit of the wrong spots. Agree to disagree. Alright, so why why did you give your score on stories such a high uh, or I shouldn't well, say such a high score, I, but a much higher score than me. Kept it a bit low. It's, to tell you right now, it's just the lowest score I gave. But, um, you know, yes, it was squished together and it couldn't follow the full story. Which, of course, the last attempt the Queen made to kill Snow White in the Brothers Grimm story was a poison apple. So they at least kept that part in, which was, in my opinion, a great move. Yeah, they did stick to that. And it was a very, it was it's such an iconic plot line. I mean, people know about that oh, yeah. still today. And it. Oh, yeah, everyone knows about the poison apple. Mm hmm. And then, yeah, we only see a couple of the characters a few times, like the prince. We only see him so often because, you know, Snow White really wants to see him again. And the whole thing is, you know, someday my prince will come. That's <laughs> She sings a whole song about that. <laughs> and there's the prince coming to her aid when she's there, cursed. She's not dead. That's one thing I should point out. She is not actually dead. No, but she's just to anyone else that sees sees that, they would think she's dead. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was weird that he kissed her, and the prince is a total creep. Ew. But, again, they executed the story the, the best that, in my opinion, the best way they could. You know, cut out some of the other attempts for killing Snow White throw in some lighter moments for her family. Because let's be real, we've both had Hi-Ho and the Silly Song stuck in our heads this whole well, time. I've had Hi-Ho stuck in my head all damn week, and it's driving me nuts. But that's a song that even like people that don't have, they haven't seen the movie in years, you still like randomly just find yourself singing Hi-Ho. Oh yeah, it's one of the most iconic songs in the movie. That ends Someday My Prince Will Come. Mm -hmm. And Whistle while we work. That is one thing I will critique about the whole cleaning scene of the movie. Because, yeah. you know, she, she's trying to rhyme. And so, you know, the squirrels will tidy up the room. You do the dishes, and then I'll use the broom. She, she kind of sweeps the whole time, but otherwise, the animals do all the cleaning. Yeah. She kind of commands, go, no, no, don't sweep that under the rug. 
or no, don't lick the plates clean, use the actual water that's right there. But again, they had to squish it down because probably back then, you know, their first animated movie, they probably weren't given a whole lot of time yeah. for the movie. So they needed to squish it as best as they could and then throw in some things to still give it that hour and 30 minutes. Like a whole song about washing your hands. I, I loved that song, okay? <laughs> I thought it was a great song. I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying. <laughs> In fact, we'll talk about the atmosphere later, which involves yes. the music. Well, well, uh, any other points you have on the story that you want to get to before we move on? No, I think I, again, they did the best they could with their hour and 30 minutes. And okay. I think I'm good there. Uh. So let's go into characters. What do you have for characters? For characters, I gave a 74. All right. Again, a bit higher than, than what I have here. I have a 67 for characters. Uh, you want to tell us about what you have for the characters? So for the characters, I will start with my critiques. Starting off, you know, we hardly see the prince, we hardly see the queen, and we hardly see the huntsman. Those are the three characters we don't get a lot of. Mm -hmm. But even they had their own kind of personalities. You know, we could already tell the prince, you know, he was that prince charming every girl wanted. And then the queen, she was the embodiment of the at least in of envy she was really jealous of snow white's beauty and then to see her kind of go crazy almost insane when she transforms into the wicked witch to go kill snow white and then the huntsman you know he's just trying to do what he's told he's just trying to be a working man <laughs> and when he's ordered to go kill the queen, uh, that's my, that's what my boss told me to do, but he could not in his heart do it. You know, he used a pig's heart instead. So there are three characters right there who had personalities right away. And then when I was watching it again this last time, mm -hmm. uh, with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I could see a little bit of myself in every single one of those characters. And then also with Snow White, I could kind of see a bit of my uh, late grandmother in there, just the way she was talking and interacting. Mm -hmm. it, it reminded me a lot of my grandmother, who, you know, was alive during that time. She was a kid during that time. This movie did come out quite a while ago, so, like, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting. I have an older see. family. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to say anything there. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> I'm saying that has to factor into what we have here as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I saw a lot of my grandmother in the Snow White, especially when she first, meet, first uh, meets the dwarves. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to guess their names. Just the way she says things, the way she articulates, yeah. really reminded me of my grandmother. And then, of course, the seven dwarves, I think everyone could see themselves in. You know, grumpy. Let's be real. We're in a world where everyone hates each other. Uh, sleepy, true. everyone's always complaining they're tired. <laughs> Sneezy, I have crap allergies. 
bashful i actually get very shy especially when we're lately when we first start recording i'll be like ooh, something in my gut i am going to goof this up uh there's happy you know i try to be happy everyone tries to be happy they don't want to be some mad grumpy you know miserable <laughs> lump um doc i have a stutter no um Doc is, you know, everyone's trying to wonder, what's Doc? You know, everyone has these names that, like, tell you, hey, this one's grumpy, this one's sleepy, this one's dopey. Doc is kind of supposed to be, like, doctor-ish. That's kind of pushing it, but that's the best I could come up with, where he's, like, a smart leader. You know, he does stumble through his words a lot. He has a bad stutter. But... He's basically the leader of the dwarves. He acts on that. And he's the most critical thinker of the group, definitely. <clears throat> and then, of course, there's Dopey. We all have a little Dopey in us. You know, wanting a kiss from the princess. Kind of dumb. Kind of silly. I will say, though, Dopey is an incredible drummer. <laughs> um, Phil Collins, hello. I think I found my new favorite drummer. Is that what you took out of Dopey the most? That's his drumming skills? <laughs> oh, no. Like, you know, Dopey <laughs> was basically the comic relief of the entire movie. He was. And he was. He is my favorite dwarf. Definitely. I think, I think he's almost everyone's favorite dwarf for the most part. Definitely. How many people do you go around and you see bashful on their shirt <laughs> or you see sleepy or grumpy well, you might see grumpy i see grumpy all the time on my uncle's shirt so <laughs> the ones i see the most are dopey because you know he's the silly lovable one <laughs> and then again i'm just seeing myself in all these characters you know if some of them didn't have those defining features like Let's say sneezy and bashful. Some people would go, oh, they're the same freaking person. Yeah. Which still, it's a lot better than the actual Brother Grimm story, which I'm going to go back to. In their story, none of the dwarfs have a name. It's dwarf one through seven. And none of them have any defining characteristics about them. So. So. Disney really had to like come up with that on their own. Like, oh hey, let's all let's give them all these certain things. Like one sneezes a lot, one has hay fever. Uh but yeah, that's basically I thought the characters were great. I personally thought they were boring at first. Yeah. But then I grew to love them as I kept watching. Yeah. See I had a really tough time. I think this might have been my toughest scoring point. Because a lot of the story comes from the characters themselves. But at the same time, there's not a lot going on with the characters. I think a huge majority of my character points come from the dwarves themselves. And not Snow White, and not the prince, and not the evil queen. Because to me, they just I just feel like they weren't there or prevalent in, in the film. I mean, Snow White, one of the first things we see of her is just her 
singing uh, about her dreams. That's all right. We got a bit of her personality there. But then we see her in a little bit. She's like making all the animals clean and do work for her. And she's just over there sweeping up and like having all the animals do everything else instead. And I, I mean, that just took took me a little bit back. But yeah, I will say uh, <clears throat> there was that scene where she was running through the forest. Mm-hmm. Which I'll be talking about that scene again when we get to atmosphere. Yes. And visuals, but suddenly she's lying on the ground crying because, you know, her her stepmother wants her dead. She has to run away from home. Suddenly she sees uh, furry animals and they start singing together. Suddenly she's in an amazing mood. She feels happy. <laughs> uh, bipolar much. Uh, I mean, I to be fair. I can say same, though. If I was down... And then I was suddenly surrounded by cute animals, and I was just singing. I honestly feel great. Yeah. To be fair, everyone, like, if you just get surrounded by a bunch of woodland creatures, and they're all being nice to you and friendly and, like, just want to, like, hang out and help you, everyone would be a bit happier at that point. Um, But, I mean, again, she just, like, I just feel like, they didn't put too much into what what they could have given out of her, and they showcased again the dwarves more than her. They gave every like every single one of the dwarves their own personality, not just because of their names, but like you can see it throughout the songs and throughout their, their all their interactions and all the scenes that they did together. And I just feel like they they neglected to to do that with the rest of the characters. The Eva Queen we only saw for a short amount of time in the movie. So, like, we had enough to see of her, like, in the beginning of, like, to get, uh, like, to know who she is and enough to, like, dislike her as a person because we know she is the villain. But, like, we just didn't get very much out of her after that. Those, and, that is a very fair point. You know, again, we did see very little bit of them of like the queen and the prince same thing with the prince the prince was only like i said the prince had five minutes of screen time total for this entire movie like how are you supposed to get any sense of character out of him besides the 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 rash and quick judgments that made of him being a creep you know the (laughs) the movie's not called snow white the prince and the seven dwarves it's just (laughs) white and the seven dwarves very fair but uh like I said, I I think a lot of my points came well for characters came from store like the story like the storytelling that they did with the dwarves and from the dwarves themselves. Otherwise I feel like this would have been a much lower score for me. Yeah, my score would probably be pretty low also if it wasn't for the dwarves. You know, if they keep if they uh left them basic this probably just the movie in general would not be as good as yeah. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's move on over to visuals. Uh, this was my highest. Actually, it was not my highest, or it was my second highest score. Uh, I have visuals sitting at a seventy-one right now. 
And then I have mine at a 73, so we're not too far off when it comes to the visuals. This is definitely our closest score of the in her movie. And uh, I originally started with a very low score. I think I was in, down in the 40s when I first first gave this score. And the more I thought about it, the more I kept bumping it up and changing it. Because I'm like, all right, this movie came out in the 30s. There's, there was yeah. so much left they had to work with at the time. And like the more I look at it, the just the better it looked throughout more the entire film. More pleasing it was to the eyes. Yeah. Especially after looking at the facts, you know, they had all those drawings they used for the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the entire, the entire movie was basically visualized like it was still a storybook. Yes, and that is a very a very nice aesthetic that I enjoyed about it as well. Uh, some of the animations were a little bit clunky at some points. Uh, oh, well, yeah, well, of course it was. It came out in the thirties. The, the yeah. prints, the prints looked terrible, in my opinion. If I'm going to be honest, like it, it was a basic. Yeah, he was a basic. It was, print. His his rendering, like they just put no details in his face. They really just kind of like. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. if you're looking at the eyes of the characters, you can kind of notice those eyes look like they're closed. Mm-hmm. What what is she doing looking over the balcony? Just hello, are you there? <laughs> But, I mean, besides that, there was a lot of great, like, the woodland creatures looked incredible. All oh, the yeah. detail and, and, like, animations and stuff that went into them. Again, they had great. live animals on the set as inspiration. So, <laughs> they better have gotten those details right if they're looking at the animals all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, a lot of great visual visual effects throughout the movie for, for, what, for what it was at the time. But, yeah, I think one that I was most impressed with was the running water in some of the scenes yeah. like when the dwarves are heading home from work mm-hmm. uh you can kind of see just the waterfall just trickling and to think that's actually just a bunch of pictures yeah they did uh again it's this kind of goes into the story storybook detailing of it but like a lot of the foreground Imaging was a lot cleaner than the backgrounds. Like it felt like some of the backgrounds just felt a bit neglected. Oh well, yeah, of course. And you know, but again, you have to take into the fact that they're drawing how many pictures for this film. It was two million sketches. Two million sketches. <laughs> so you're gonna have to. It's gonna some of it's gonna have to be affected by that. But overall, I still think for for the time that it came out and for what they were able to do with it. It did look very nice. Uh, for me, it wasn't just for the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Even now, there are some movies coming out, and it's like, this movie does not look good at all. And you'll see just some of the animations, and it's really bad. And then you'll watch movies from the 30s, like Snow White, that it's, have better visuals than even some of these brand new movies coming out. Yeah, just in personal opinion, of course. No, you're you're right. I mean, there are a lot of movies today that just don't look good, and like, it's it's crazy to think, like, to compare current stuff to new stuff. But there was more thought into what they did back then. Sometimes, I think I'm ready to move over to atmosphere. I think we've said everything about the visuals. Yeah, there was more more good than bad here. So definitely. Um, and then for me, atmosphere was yeah. my highest rating out mm-hmm. of all of them. 
and I had that at an 82. Yeah, I also have Atmosphere at my highest rating, and this is at a 79. So again, not too far off from from each other here. Yeah, no, for me, it was definitely the music background throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. There was always something playing to go along with what was being shown in the movie. You know, uh, you know, if it was this dark, scary time, there was dark, heavily music and a minor key playing. If it was happy sunshines, everything's good, nice, positive, major key, beautiful flutes playing. And uh, even with some of the movements, like from the turtle and from Dopey even, when they're doing like extra movement, they had a little bit of percussiveness to them and added that into the music playing in the background. And, uh, you know, the songs in the movie, like the actual singing songs, Hi-Ho, Someday My Prince Will Come Whistle While We Work, those are some majorly iconic Disney movies. You cannot think of movies without thinking of those songs. Yeah, I think, like I said, I agree with you. Overall, all of the background music was was done very well throughout the entire movie, and like you really notice that they were paying, they they placed the music exactly where it needed to go in every scene of the movie. The same thing with the songs. The songs were all very well done as well. Again, it's the thirties. We can't get to go too hard on on recording. Again, we have to remember. Well, Dopey's drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, voice acting, I thought, was also done very well. Uh, oh, I was, definitely. I, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Snow White's voice. It was a bit, a bit can be a bit annoying. Yeah, a lot of people a find those higher pitch voices annoying, but, you know, but, beautiful singing still. Yeah, still great singing voice. and Definitely friend. had that princess tone to it. The prince himself had a great singing voice as well. For oh, yeah. the one, the one song we hear him in. <laughs> one thing I'm upset about: yes. the queen did not get her own song. Uh, that's true. But I mean, what would her song be about? Uh, something about killing Snow White, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could have thrown a ballad in there for her somewhere. Yeah, the queen's lament. Hello. <laughs> The the queen's voice after she is transformed was also really well done. I really oh, love yeah. the the amount of emphasis that was put onto that, and how Again, uh, eerie and creepily they made it. Earlier, the voice actress pulled her false teeth out to record those lines. Yeah, I don't know. They they definitely did a bit more than that, but it it did. Oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but that it really did give an eerie, creepy character vibe to it. And it you really... know, there are some people who will, like, do more than just change up their voice a little mm-hmm. to uh, really get the character alive. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, there's not much to complain about in any of the sound processing. Again, it's the 30s, so recording certain things didn't come out as great. That's probably where my only fault is in this movie, is some of the recording qualities and... Like, maybe there was a song or two thrown in there that didn't need to be there. 
Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> I can agree the hand washing song is not needed. I still enjoy it. I'm not saying. Not <laughs> and then also, uh, yes. one thing I personally did not like about the atmosphere mm-hmm. is when it just randomly started raining and storming at just the perfect opportune times. You know, a Maybe. little nitpicky here, but you know, once you know, it's all sunshiny when the queen first visits Snow White. And then as she's leaving the door, boom, it's suddenly raining and storming. Which, I mean, yeah, it's a push show, you know. It's dark. Which helped out with the atmosphere, of course. Yeah. But maybe they should have made it to where the queen came on a rainy day already. Yeah, I mean, I guess. So I'd be more like, oh, oh, please come in, come in, you're getting wet. (laughs) The birds still could have attacked and... It's not like still could have shooed them away so that the door they'd go get the dwarves to come chase after the queen. <laughs> but for it to just start suddenly raining out of nowhere, it just bothers me a little bit. I mean, sometimes that's some stuff that's a bit overthought that or not thought about at the time. Yeah. But, uh all right, so what what do you have for your overall score for Snow White? My overall score? Sorry, let me pull up my notes again. Uh, oh. I have it at. We're doing it at an average. Yes. Okay, so this is the average yeah, score of all four categories combined. What is your total score for this movie? So my average for this score is seventy-four. Uh, I have my average uh, for this movie, and I just lost my notes as well. <laughs> Sixty-seven. <laughs> so yes, of course, so, I seem to. I've enjoyed the movie a lot more, but at the same time, I can see where you got your scorings and yeah. And again, this is the first movie that we're scoring, so it's gonna be. It, it was so tough trying to come up with an actual score, and it also changed throughout our many viewings. Like, oh yeah, I was constantly like raising the score, and I was like, uh, I'm giving it too much credit, lowering the score, and then now I have it higher than I had it to begin with. Yeah, it's it's definitely makes a difference every time that you watch it, and it and it's also not really fair. But I mean, we're giving our final judgment scores. We're gonna keep track of our first scores as well, and maybe we'll do something with those later to see how they compared. Yeah, it's gonna but, be nice to see like how we started off, like with the movie, and then seeing where it ends, like. Originally, I had the atmosphere high. I had an 80, and then I was like, uh, I'm going to bump it up to 82. That feels right. But yeah. with story, I started off at a 48, and now I'm up to 67, which is a huge jump for oh, this yeah. case. And like every time like, <laughs> I watched this movie, I kept changing my scores. And even when I wasn't watching the movie, I was just mm-hmm. sitting there looking at my score. I'm like, no, that's not right. Let me change that. No, that's not I right. Was, and while I was at my actual job, I was like thinking in my head, <laughs> Oh, you know, these characters are actually better than I'm thinking they are. It It's a lot that goes into this process. And we're hoping to give you our most honest scores that we can. But, I mean, our scores might never actually be what we think the movie actually is. <laughs> yeah, again, we think that the that Hunchback in Notre Dame is probably going to be our highest rating, uh, which we said in the introductory episode we did say that last last week but once we get to it it could be 
get to the point where we're like, you know, this movie isn't as good as we thought. <laughs> That's you know, the issue. About that, but <laughs> we're being hypercritical about things. <laughs> and then we also said we're we're probably not going to like the musical movies. Uh, uh, and then we'll, we might end up loving them. Yeah. So just try Every... to stay tuned with us. Yeah. Just hear us out. Don't don't be <laughs> chasing us down over our scores. Yes, again, uh, this is all personal opinion for us. You could watch the movie and give every category a perfect 100, you know, and not every movie is perfect. Yeah. I'm probably not going to give out any hundreds throughout I, this entire series. I don't think I'll be getting, like, a hundred on anything as well. And that's also, like, where where my uh, my atmosphere scoring came in today. I put it at a 79 because I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to take that step to drop something to an 80. Yeah, again, first movie, this is hard for us. Our our we scales perfect scores. Our scales are both different. Mm-hmm. And then by no means if we give it a bad rating that makes it a bad movie. No. You know, every movie we're going to talk about has been critically acclaimed and have been given high scores by other people. Mm-hmm. So they're great movies. It's just this is how we feel about the movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, any final words before we close no. up? I mean, again, overall, my feelings on the movies changed so many times watching it. But overall, I'd still say it's a, a above average movie. Definitely. Or... It was definitely a good start for Disney. Mm-hmm. And it's it's only going to get better from here. So... Oh, yeah. It was a good start for Disney, good start for us as we go into next week with Pinocchio. This was another one that I haven't seen in a while. I've I've definitely have seen it more recently than I have Snow White, but it, mm-hmm. I, this was definitely a really good movie, in my opinion, from thinking back, at least, going into it. We'll see I, what I happens when I watch it. it. So that's all for this week's episode. Until next time, may all your dreams come true.